Good morning, church. How are you today? Are you fine? If you are fine, say thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and bless the Lord for his goodness and mercy in your life. What a God we have to worship. What a son we have to praise. What a future lies before us. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in his presence. I'm not sure if you are aware of what is on our Facebook page, our official Facebook page. There's a message for you from my father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. He says you should get ready for the shower of blessing. If you have not seen it, you need to go and check it. It's a prophetic word. Get ready for the shower of rain that will wipe away every fear of the unknown. Remember, fear is a more deceptive enemy than Satan. Fear is a more deceptive enemy than... Maybe let me say it this way. Fear is the new lion in town. If you know what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? A simple cough. I, don't, I feel like sneezing now, but I'm afraid. I don't want you to go and quarantine me. Or disappear. Before you know it, people start running out of the window. Fear is the new lion in town. A simple cough has been tagged an affliction. In a sober, reflective mood, let us remember the prophetic message that my father and the Lord Prophet T.B. Joshua gave to us last year. He said that that last year would be a fearful year. A fearful year. A very fearful year. This one is not, we're not talking about a case whereby maybe there's no food on the table or money in the pocket. You can see the reality of what he said, the reality of the prophecy he gave. Everyone is afraid. People are not leaving their homes anymore. A very fearful year. But you know he said that that fearful year will end much. You know, God Almighty reveals to redeem. He said it will end in March. What month are we now? What month? What month? 
we go to the message, it's very important for us to watch the screen of our television and listen to that prophecy once again. As you listen, be in a reflective mood. Listen carefully to the words of our Father in the Lord as he gave this prophecy to us last year. Let's watch the screen of our television. God is still saying something. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. When God's servant speaks forth, the wise listen. Deuteronomy 18 verse 22. God is still saying something. Prophet T.B. Joshua spent the beginning of the year at the prayer mountain. Let us listen to what he said about this year, 2019. I'm here to know the mind of God concerning this fearful year, 2019. Very, very fearful. I'm here to know the mind of God concerning this fearful year and also to pray for you and the war at large. That is why I'm here. Prophecy for 2020. Prophet T.B. Joshua. You remember last year what God said through us? That this year is very, very, very fearful. That was the, the last year. And uh, it was just a summary. Was, I was telling you people. But I was not giving you people the detail. But you are able to say that indeed, the last year was very, very well. And uh, that last year is still, it will end around March by God constable. saying something. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. When God's servant speaks forth, the wise listen. Deuteronomy 18 verse 22. God is still saying something. Prophet T.B. Joshua spent the beginning of the year at the prayer mountain. Let us listen to what he said about this year, 2019. I'm here to know the mind of God concerning this fearful year, 2019. Very, very fearful. I'm here to know the mind of God concerning this fearful year and also to pray for you and the world at large. That is why I'm here. Prophecy for 2020. Prophet T.B. Joshua. You remember last year what God said through us? That this year is very, very, very fearful. That was the, the last year. And uh, it was just a summary. Was, I was telling you people. 
but I was not giving you people the detail. But you are able to say that indeed, the last year was very, very well. And uh, that last year is still, it will end around March by God Constable. See me through, Lord Jesus, see me through. See me through, Lord Jesus, see me through. There is a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power. Every hour to be through See me through Lord Jesus, see me through See me through Lord Jesus, see me through Jesus Christ. Let us be seated. We are walking with God's timetable. So every fear should be wiped away from our hearts. God has spoken. Yes. This reflects on the message I have today. Most times in our lives, because of fear, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of insecurity, when we pray, we expect God to supernaturally crown all our prayers with all his glory and success. 
that will make us the center of our world. But when this doesn't happen, we become unhappy with ourselves, forgetting that God is love. And if we do not do all things through love, we go nowhere with him. Because faith works by love. You see, faith is a thing of the heart. So, whatever your heart is telling you right now, that is what you are. In this season of fear, whatever your heart is telling you as a Christian, that is what you are. People may call us Christians because that is what we confess, but only God knows the heart of every man. Whatever you feel you are enjoying right now, ask yourself this question. Do I have peace of heart? Second question, how long will all I am enjoying last? First question, do I have peace of heart? How long will it last? You see, the peace of heart is the peace of conscience. It is our inheritance from the Lord. The peace of heart is our inheritance from the Lord as a Christian. And we obtain this peace of conscience by walking with the Lord. When we walk with the Lord, it will produce internal joy, assurance of life, ease of heart, and security of God's presence. In these fearful times, thank God for the prophetic message of our Father in the Lord. As a Christian, peace of conscience will rescue you. You must walk with the Lord. And when you walk with the Lord, whatever your heart is telling you, in this season, that is what you are. Are you a Christian controlled by fear? When the Bible says that the peace of conscience we derive from walking with the Lord, which we inherit from him, produces internal joy, assurance of life, ease of heart, most importantly, security of God's presence. It therefore means that the level of peace you have 
will determine the level of your success, will determine the level of your blessing. Ask yourself, am I living with peace of heart? Am I living with peace of conscience? If you are not living with peace of conscience, it is time to begin to look into your love walk. It is time to look deeply into your love walk. Which will bring me to the message today. Look into your love walk. Tell somebody, look into your love walk. Look into your love walk. Let's take our proof text from that book of Matthew 18 verse 7. Actually, we have two proof texts. First proof text, Matthew 18 verse 7. Second proof text, Romans 14 verse 20. Everywhere is so quiet. Are we still thinking of the prophecy? Yes, but thank God there's solution. Man of God has given us solution. That's the glorious thing. So, now let's go to our first proof text, which is Matthew 18 verse 7. And it says, War to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe to the man through whom they come. I read it again. Matthew 18 from verse seven. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe to the man through whom they, through whom they, let's look at Romans 14, from verse 20, but we can start from 19. I think it's more explanatory. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. I'll take it again. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else 
to stumble. Further, 21, it says, it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. Those are powerful words. Do you agree with me that they are powerful words? For the sake of food, do not destroy the work of God. And do not do what will cause another person to sin or to stumble. Do you know that many of us, we have suppressed our faith by failing to walk in love? Many of us, we have suppressed our faith by failing to walk in love. Lord, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed, give me vision to see things like you do, Lord, I look to you, you're where my help from, give me vision. I wanna see things like you do, Lord. I look to you. You're where my help I'm from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do, God. I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. No. Give me vision. you do. Lord, I look to you. You're where my help come from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. Say, Lord, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Let us be seated in his presence. Many of us, we have suppressed our faith by failing to walk in love. My father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua says that help is the best investment. Help 
is the best investment. And that by adopting a lifestyle that is on purpose, you provide an opportunity to enrich others, leaving your imprint in a positive way. I take it again. My father and the Lord Prophet T.B. Joshua says that help is the best investment. And that by adopting a lifestyle that is on purpose, you provide an opportunity to enrich others, leaving your imprint in a positive way. This means that positive examples are tremendous motivators for success. Just as negative examples are motivators for failure. Now, how many of us in life, how many of us in life encountered, can I call it a good Samaritan? A God-sent person at a crucial moment in your life. How many of us, a lot of us I believe, have encountered a God-sent person, a good Samaritan, at a crucial moment in our lives, who was willing to share his love, time, effort, talent, experience, knowledge, and all the Lord had given him or her just to build you so that you could grow. It could, the person could be your neighbor, it could be your pastor, your employer, your teacher, your parents, either your mom or your, or your dad. It may have been a one-on-one -on -one tutoring. It may have been a once-off tutoring. It may have been a regular tutoring. But the bonus was, ask me, what was the bonus? I can't hear you. Again, the bonus was you never paid for those services. You never paid for those services. But my question now is, how or why did that relationship end? Reflect back in your life. People who have been the good Samaritan in your life that came at the crucial moment when you needed that help so dearly, so severely, they came at that time in your life. They shared their talent, experience, knowledge, everything they had just to build you. 
what happened to that relationship. Did they share all that love with you only to be repaid with hate? Did they give all that love to you only to be repaid with hate? They made you who you are today, but now you see them as nothing. They exhibited or showcased your beauty to the world, but now all you do is exhibit their ugliness. They shared everything they had with you at your demand with a smile. But now, you frown at their slightest request. What happened to those relationships? How and why did it end? This is why the world is the way it is. And we are the way we are. This is why the world is the way it is. And we are the way we are. I want to show you an example of what I'm saying. This is the earth, and it's rotating. Am I right? Camera, please come closer. It's doing what? I can't hear you. The earth is rotating. This is why we are the way we are, and the world is the way it is. My question remains, can we say because the world is rotating, evolving, changing, that is why we are also rotating, evolving, changing? As the world rotates, we also rotate. Maybe ignorantly, but we do rotate. I'll tell you why and how I discovered that. You may say, oh, but the earth is moving, I don't rotate, I, I, I walk normally, I live normally. Yes, we do rotate. Every stage of our life is a rotation. If I ask you, how many of you can identify how your primary school teacher looks like? You, you, will, you will not remember anything. At every stage of our lives, everything becomes a backlog. How many of you can remember your best friend 
in nursery school? How many? Nobody. If your teacher walks past you on the streets, you will not remember him or her. But that person will remember you because he or she has planted a blessing into your life. Where are all our first experiences of life? Where are they? That your best friend in nursery school, your favorite high school teacher, your first business partner that you started together with, or the family that trained you, brought you out from the miry clay and trained you and you became what you are today. Where are they? Ask yourself this question. If you ask many influential people today, they will tell you that their first ladies are not necessarily their first wives. Ask many influential people. They will tell you their first ladies are not necessarily their first wives. I mean today we are always eager to discover new friends. We want to make new business partners new relationships, new neighbors, everything new, new, new. The word newness just affects everything about us. It's not a crime to have new things, but where are the ones we made earlier in life? Why is that relationship not being maintained? Today, many people find reasons to hate. They find reasons to lie. They find reasons to be insincere because people are out there to encourage them to do so. But hardly, hardly will you find anyone that will encourage you to love that will encourage you to be sincere, that will encourage you to be truthful, to be honest. We are getting to the stage of decadence, people of God. I mean, on social media today, you'll see that anybody can merge two pictures together and claim another man's property, claim another man's car, Claim another man's wife. Even claim another man's family. By merging pictures. This is technology. And the funniest thing is, people will believe it without verifying the truth. 
Do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? We forget the times when we had a photo album and we paste it to remember all the special memories of our lives. But today, anybody can paste another person's picture, another person's family, and claim it is theirs. And people will begin to commit suicide, will begin to get depressed because of what they see. Many youths today are killing, stealing, and destroying because they want to meet up with that trend, that life of make-believe. Many other youths are depressed and suicidal because they feel their parents are not meeting up or matching up to standards of what they see. Originality has disappeared. Man-made things are now being more overemphasized compared to the things of God. People of God, where are we going? Ask yourself, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Prophet T.B. Joshua says that sincerity is one of the greatest tools that will help you and I achieve good success, not just success. Anybody can achieve success, but good success. The one that comes from Christ. While pretense Pretense is the disease that is holding many down today. Pretense is the disease that is holding many people down today. But sincerity is one of the greatest tools that will help you and I achieve good success. In one of my father in the Lord's visit to the elderly people, he came back to explain the story to us. He said he discovered that most of those elderly people that had been abandoned by their families or relatives without love and care for one reason or the other, he discovered that most of them were related to some very influential people in society. And to make matters worse, people are now pushing to classify aging as a disease. Can you imagine? People are pushing to classify aging as a disease, claiming that it will facilitate their healthcare needs. Claiming that it will help them to be able to get good medical care if aging is classified as a disease.
Nobody just wants to hear the word disease. If this happens, it will not only enhance the negative image, the more. It will affect their moral status in society today. And it will then cause many families to abandon them the more. It will cause many families to abandon them the more. By creating the forum for the needy, for the elderly, for the less privileged, the widows, the orphans, Prophet T.B. Joshua has not stopped soliciting that the elderly need to be cared for because it is not a crime to be old. It is the grace of God. That we need to see giving to the poor, to the widows, the orphan, the less privileged as an assignment from God. Though the love and care you show to them are not enough to bring you and I to salvation, yes, but the form, they form the basis of judging your level. The love and care you give to them are not enough to bring us to salvation, but they form the basis of judging you and I's level. Where are we heading to? Now, the basis of judging our level begins from our heart. Because the heart is the great thing the Lord looks at and requires. The heart makes up the content of a man's character. Man may do much by outward restraint, but still lack the character of God in his resolution. Man may do much by outward restraint, but lack the character of God in his resolution. This is why many of us, we are very hardworking we are very devoted, very dedicated. Whatever we want to do, we are focused on that. But we cannot give account of what we achieve. That is outward restraint. You see a country to country helping each other to face their challenges. And in the process, they also are challenged because of outward restraints. We may do much by outward restraint, but lack the character of God in our resolution. In 2 Samuel 15, Absalom, David's son, believed he could use his friendliness his 
charm, his concern for justice, as political strategies to win the hearts of the Israelites and overthrow his father, David. The Bible says he would sit at the city gates where all the international visitors, the foreigners who come into the, con the country or the city, and he would listen to the complaint of the people, listen to their concern. And the people began to look at him and say, oh, Maybe this is our king. Maybe we should ask uh, his father to step down so that he can take over. He was doing all that by outward restraint. Anxiety about tomorrow. I mean, being anxious about tomorrow is the cause of killing, stealing, and destruction. Anxiety about tomorrow is the cause of killing, stealing, and don't forget, also imitation. Anxiety about tomorrow is also one of the factors that cause imitation. Imitation today is rampant, is epidemic. Imitation has caused many to begin to run a race they cannot finish with their destiny. Imitation has caused many to begin to run a race they can never complete with their destiny. They forget that there's no competition in destiny. When I say running a race they cannot finish, Mr. A is the lawyer, Mr. A is the doctor, Mr. A is the contractor, Mr. A is the pastor. But there is nothing he can achieve among everything. They continue to run a race they cannot finish with their destiny. Imitation has caused many men of God, people in the kingdom business, to begin to seek shortcuts to spiritual maturity. Shortcuts to spiritual maturity. Imitation has caused many to begin to use the tools of guesswork and imagination as claims that they can hear from God. When I say guesswork and imagination, they have the belief that they can hear God with their ears and not their heart. They can stand and do this. Mm, yes, 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 Lord, yes, Lord. I can hear you, Lord, I can hear you, Lord. 
Speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant listeneth. Oh, Lord, thou God of heaven and earth. I can hear you, I can hear you. You said what? Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. God does not speak to our ears. He speaks to our hearts. Because our heart is the communication point. That is why it is the greatest thing the Lord requires. You can imitate the word of God. You can imitate the word of God to be a pastor but you cannot imitate the Spirit of God. Yes, you cannot imitate the Spirit of God. Because without the Spirit of God, doing such acts or performing such acts or works of deliverance and healing, are indeed a risk. When I look at my brother now, and I stretch my hand and I say, be healed in Jesus' name. Yes, the word goes forth. But where is the spirit? Because it is the spirit that will back the word. If I say, let there be light in Jesus' name, the word will go forth. Where is the spirit? Which is the result? This is why we need to reflect deeply because Everything that is happening around us has become a life of make-believe. Because the principle of deliverance states, if you cannot deliver me, I must deliver you. You find a pastor today Delivering people physically, but spiritually, he's been delivered. Spiritually, the chains that he's losing in the lives of the people are being bound around him. People of God, I think everybody's looking too serious. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We need to cool the tension. I can feel smoke coming out in the head of everybody, like steam. But we need this message, we need these words, so that we can know where we are going. We are still talking about looking into your love walk. Looking into your love walk. As a Christian, 
the first place we are to prosper is in our spiritual lives. Very, 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 very important. If we are successful, if we are wealthy, if we are making it, we are famous, and our spiritual lives are not prospering, it will soon fade. It will soon fade. I mean, it will start facing greater challenges. And as it fades, so also will the life upon which it is bestowed. If the success is failing, if the wealth is diminishing, so also will the life upon which it is bestowed. Most times, most times, self-will around our hearts does not allow us to meditate because we are not ready to pay the price for value. That is why you can see a Christian, if they say something is happening today, there's something there. Self-will around our hearts does not allow meditation. That is why we can believe anything or anyone. When the word of God encourages us to examine all things in the light of God's word. So if your wealth is prospering, but your spiritual life is not prospering, it will soon fade. When it begins to fade, fear of sickness will come. The fear of insecurity, when I say fear of sickness, then you begin to remember that you need to do medical checkup every month, every week. When you have a slight headache, you say, oh, where's the doctor? Like what is happening today? Fear of sickness. Where is the security of God's presence as a Christian? We must remain steady in an unsteady world. Fear of insecurity. As the level of your success grows, you begin to look for something new. You move from one place to the other. Fear of insecurity. Some of us can have a thousand bodyguards for no reason at all. Where is the security of God's presence? Where is our peace of conscience? We need to begin to look into our love walk. I give you one fascinating story that touched my heart when I arrived at the Synagogue Church of All Nations. I remember when the first international visitors were coming to the Synagogue Church of All Nations. 
Prophet T.B. Joshua, we thought maybe by then he would now say, okay, we are going to receive the first foreigners in our church. We need to relocate our church to Banana Island or Lekki or VI so that we can meet up with the status of the people coming. He didn't do that. He obeyed the voice of God. Because God always chooses to place us where it pleases him. He didn't relocate the church. He remained here because he had an assignment from God to improve the lives of people in this community. This community of Ikotun Egbe, what a difficult word to pronounce. Am I right? If you ask the Igbo man to pronounce Ikotun Egbe, hey. But I think if I ask any Nigerian to pronounce this word, they will still be able to do that. I want one of our international visitors from Europe, Asia, outside Africa to come and pronounce this word for me, please. If you could do that. See if you can pronounce this word. Ikotun Egbe. Well, I'll give you a pass, Mark. Because you are familiar with the word, yes. I want somebody who is coming here for the first time. The first time in your life. Thank you. Can you please pronounce? Ikotun Egbe. Ikotun Egbe. This is what I'm talking about. Ikotun Egbe. Such a difficult word to pronounce. Such a difficult word. But you know, this difficult word coming from this uncivilized community here is now globally known in the world map. Because of Prophet T.B. Joshua's obedience to God, People of God, anything you enjoy or anything you have, whatever you have, and generations now and those yet unborn cannot enjoy, it is not history, it is story.
says, once upon a time. That's his story. Once upon, but history states, this is where it was. This is where it is. And this is where it shall be. Reflect on your own life. Whatever you feel you have that cannot be enjoyed by generations now and those yet unborn. Whatever you have that cannot be enjoyed by the first experiences, but you want to enjoy it with the new experiences, it is story. It is not history. Because Story says, once upon a time, time. But history says, so it was, so it is, and so it shall. You raise me can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up to more than life. You you raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise Oh, such a blessed song. Let us be seated. Let the weak rest on your shoulders. Let the needy rest on your shoulders. Let the poor rest on your shoulders. That is going to be one of the greatest achievements you will make in life. Don't look for who, those you will give and they will come and tell you, thank you, sir, thank you, ma. But give those whom you may never meet till the end of your life. Love without expectation. That is what God requires. Now, where were we? Two things define a man. Two things. The patience he exhibits when he has nothing. And the attitude he shows when he has everything.
Watch me, watch me, watch me. Are you seeing me? The patience he has when he has nothing. And the attitude he will exhibit when he has everything. New walk, new smile, new laugh. <laughs> I want to ask you this question again. Please, pardon my questioning. I keep asking questions, but pardon me. How many of us are still residing in our old neighborhood? How many of us? Or how many of us are still connected to our former neighbors? We are coming closer home now. Closer home. We only have one or two people. How many of us are still, we are blessed. God has blessed us, we are wealthy. You know, God, our lives have improved. How many of us are still connected to our former neighbors? I tell you the story of Mr. A. Let me cover his name, Mr. A. Mr. A became wealthy and left his former neighborhood. But the surprising thing is, anytime he's passing by that street or that neighborhood, he would tell the driver, driver, move quickly, 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 quickly. Please move, move. I need to get my appointment. The driver will keep wondering, why is Mr. A always in a hurry when we are passing through this neighborhood? Even when he's sleeping, the moment he, his senses tell him he's in that neighborhood, he will start barking on the driver. We need to go. I need to get my... And by the time he gets out of that neighborhood, he will say, okay, slow down, slow down. Just take it easy. Mr. A, when he forcefully has to go there, maybe for one reason or the other, forcefully, he will keep making empty promises to his former neighbors. Oh, Mr. A, you are welcome. Oh, we've been looking for you. You know, since you got this, your new position, it's been so difficult to see you. Uh, but uh, we just wanted to find out if you could help my son. He needs some scholarship. Don't worry, tell him to see me in my office. Oh, don't worry, give him my phone number. Give him this number, he should call me. Tell him to come to my house, he will see me there. That day will never come. He will keep making empty promises. When the so-called person now visits his office or his house, before he gets to the gate, the security will tell him, oh, sorry, Mr. A has gone to Europe. He just left now, 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 now to Europe. He traveled to Europe. Or he's gone to Asia. When is he going to be back? Oh, I'm so sorry. He didn't even say when he'll be back. Meanwhile, Mr. A is sitting upstairs in his bedroom. Why do we keep running away with our wealth, with our blessing? Even when Mr. A needs to give forcefully, he will give with his hand, but his heart will be full of complaint. And remember, this is the heart where God requires. This is the same thing the Lord is looking at. The heart is the great thing that he wants. Mr. A will give with his hands, 
but his heart will be full of complaint. Ask me, what will the heart say? I can't hear you. What will the heart say? What will the heart say? The heart will say, hmm, money, money, money. All they do is ask me for money. They don't know anything else but money. Ask yourself, who owns the money? Ask yourself, who owns the money? I'm asking myself now, who owns the money? Who owns me? Say, who owns the money? Who owns me? My father in the Lord says, we can never do enough to obtain God's favor. We can never do enough to obtain God's mercy or God's blessing. You can keep running away like Mr. A with your wealth, with your success, with your influence. Keep running. In fact, if you could put all your property in a bag and keep dragging it everywhere you go, you can do so. But you cannot run away with the peace of heart because it belongs to God. Our focus on materialism today has diverted our devotion from God to the God of wealth, the God of success, the God of talent and skill. We forget that many ministries that stood the test of time, many founders of ministries that stood the test of time, they may not have been knowledgeable people. They may have been rustic people ignorant people, non-eloquent people, but they relied on the Holy Spirit for every decision. What is happening to we that have taken it up today? What is happening to those ministries that stood the test of time years back? Everything keeps diminishing in our hands. Not a number. Not in numerical strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. It keeps diminishing. Because we are busy looking for outward qualities. Those who can make the highest contribution. Those who can build one of the branches. Those who can speak eloquently or possess one skill or talent, automatically they take up the position of pastorship without query, without question, without consulting the Spirit of God. It is like somebody who is working in a company, you are employed to work and you are employing people without the owner's consent. That is what we, have, we find ourselves doing today. We have turned the house of God into an auction house for the highest bidder. 10,000 Naira, no, $20,000, $30,500, That is what we are doing in the house of God. The kingdom business has become business as usual. 
there is no difference between a company and the church. Where the owner of that company, the owner of that company will begin to look for or ensure that his son or her son studies the causes that the company requires so that he or she can take over when they retire. Rather than looking for God-sent people whom God has put the interest of the company in their heart. Take the case, I mean we are getting closer home now, let's talk to ourselves. Take the case of Prophet Samuel. When God sent him to go and look at the sons of Jesse and anoint somebody that would be king of Israel. Prophet Samuel looked on the outside. That is Prophet Samuel. Somebody who was highly, highly, highly anointed. But look at us today. That oil of anointing is not even visible. We don't even have an atom of that. But Prophet Samuel saw Eliab. The Bible says he saw Eliab coming, one of the sons of Jesse, and he said, no, this person must be the one. Ah, the appearance, oh my God, look at the stature. Look at everything. What did God say? This one you are looking at, this person you see has been rejected. The person we keep following, we keep following, or we say, oh, this person has made this or done this for the church, as if they have bargained with God to get what they want. We put them where they are not supposed to be. Meanwhile, God is saying, this person has been rejected, and you keep giving, or you keep blessing, or you keep receiving, you are receiving a curse. Examine all things in the light of God, God's word. It is because we have, sup we have failed to walk in love. That is why our faith has been suppressed. That is why we lose sense of judgment. Hear the words of Jesus. I mean, Tell me how the love of God can work in the heart of a man who only thinks of himself. Tell me how the love of God or the power of God can be entrusted in one who is busy looking for outward qualities. He cannot be, he cannot be given that power to heal or to deliver. He will only work through imagination and guesswork. Hear the words of Jesus in Mark 2:17. I have not come to call the righteous. I have come to call the unrighteous. In other words, we are not called to call the rich necessarily, not necessarily, but those who need what we have to give. We are called to call the poor, the needy, the orphans, the widows, the motherless, the fatherless.
bringing my message to a conclusion. When you get home, read the book of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. When we don't seem to hear or receive from God, the first place we are to look into is our love walk. Remember, everyone hurts somewhere. And those mistakes stay on their mind. Everyone hurts somewhere. Maybe your ignorant speech has hurt somebody deeply. Everyone hurts somewhere. Those mistakes stay on their mind. Your mistake stays on your mind. Their mistakes stay on their mind. That is why you need to, first of all, forgive yourself and forgive others. If you don't forgive yourself, you cannot forgive others. The only way you can forgive yourself is to reflect on where you are coming from, where you are now, and where you are going. The same God that said, do not hit your neighbor, do not slap your neighbor, also said, do not kill. If you hit your neighbor unjustly, it is the same thing as killing your neighbor. Whatever you do or you fail to do to your neighbor, that you do unto God. Remember, somebody has invested their time, their loyalty, their effort, so that you can grow. You need to retrace your steps. Forgive yourself, then you can receive forgiveness. Forgive yourself, then forgive others. Just as you have dedicated a moment, a crucial moment in your life, in the, in the life of someone, somebody else has dedicated or devoted a crucial moment in their life for your sake. Reflect on where you are coming from, where you are now, and where you are going. Look around and find out those who need your love, your sincere love. Those who need your care. Somebody is waiting for you for a lifetime. Remember that forgiveness is a bridge to the future. Begin to resemble God in every grace, in his pardoning goodness, in his love. Let this Christ-like attitude influence your actions from now on and be the principle by which you act and the end at which we all aim. What is the end we aim? The kingdom of God. Let love be uppermost in your heart. I bless you with this word. And I pray that as this word has blessed my heart, it has blessed your heart also in Jesus' name. Let us pray, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father Lord, give us the grace, love enough to spend more on others and less on ourselves. Father Lord, influence our decisions.
with love. Influence our actions with love. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you very much. God bless you.